Hello everyone, my name is Rafal and welcome to my vlog. So before I jump into today's vlog, which will be slightly different, it's gonna be my first Q&A. Um, I just wanna say a huge thank you to everyone who participated in my recent hatchet photography workshop in Krakow. I had amazing group of very passionate photographers from all over the Poland um, and I just wanna um, express my gratitude and I'm so excited that, that they were able to come and join this, this, this workshop. Um, I had a fantastic time. So um, again, thank you guys for coming. I, I really appreciate it that you dedicated this time to uh, spend with me and, and learn something new about hatchet photography. So let's jump into uh, today's Q&A. Uh, about a week ago, I post on my Facebook group um, request for questions regarding headshot photography. So there are several uh, very interesting questions. Um, so let's jump into and address all of them. So the first question came from Debbie and she asked, uh, do you use a light meter and what's your favorite and why? So I don't use light meter. I never own one. Um, I actually jump into this entire business when um, the digital photography uh, was introduced. So um, basically, um, I deeply believe that with the digital um, era, we have access to see um, exactly what are we doing and what kind of exposure we have. Um, so you can just look at the back of the screen and you right away um, know what's going on. I know if you're shooting very specific projects where you have to be very precise, that would be a different story. But for the stuff what I do and for headset photography, um, I've learned that um, I don't really have to use. And maybe maybe that sounds a little bit cocky, um, I don't know, but um, I never had issues with exposure. Um, the one tip what I can share is don't try to um, overexpose the images because what happens is when you're blown away um, those pixels, you, you're gonna have a really hard time to recover some of those details in pixels. Um, so it's better to be safe and um, basically underexpose the images because in post-processing we can definitely bring that back and we can recover uh, a lot of data. Uh, back in the days with film there was a completely different story. Nowadays it's much much um, easier plus we can see right away what we are getting. Um, also there's a lot of photographers who shoot tethered um, and um, yeah they can see right away what they are getting. So um, I don't think most of us need a light meter. I know I might get some backlash for this, but um, in my case, um, as I said, um, I never used one and, and I don't even think I really uh, need one. So let's jump into the next question. So Yavar, I hope I uh, pronounced that correctly. Uh, I've asked ask about what's your favorite light distance from the subject and why? Um, so, because I'm shooting speed lights, um, I don't have a lot of lot of power uh, like you would have strobe and then you know all similar light. So my lights and my softboxes are fairly close to the subject. Um, we're looking about one meter to about two meters um, away. Most of the time they're very close. Um, everything also depends 
on the location uh, depends on the person I'm shooting also on what kind of lighting I'm going after uh, but um, there is no I would say rule uh, which you have to have let's say one meter away from the subject um, everything you have to basically figure out um, everything accordingly um, as I said where are you shooting uh, who's at the front of your camera uh, for example if there's someone who has much lighter skin uh, then, then you can just put the soft box away if someone has a darker skin you can bring it a little bit closer but um, I would say one meter um, to two meters is actually the distance which this is my principle where I'm starting and then depends on um, as I said the situation that I'm adjusting this accordingly but that's pretty much um, how I approach the distance between the subject and um, the softbox so the next question came from Jim can you go into a detail about how you pose people for your re regular headshot work uh, so there's 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 two I would say major thing uh, when it comes to posing um, one thing is the body language and the body pose um, and the second is the face expression and the position of um, the head. Um, I, I don't know. It's that's gonna. It's not gonna sound a little bit kind of uh, weird, but that's how I approach. So when it comes to the body pose, you want to also. You always want to make sure that the person is engaging with the camera. So I'll show you a couple of photos where you see uh, the person is always leaning forward uh, towards the camera, um, and then you try to kind of um, adjust their body. Uh, you always want to make sure the person is in the angle. Uh, it's not standing like a soldier straight up because those images they don't look good um, so the, the the first rule is leaning forward and when it comes to the head um, you have to also basically changing the head back and forth um, to find the, the proper angle and this is again something which is very this is something which is very uh, tricky because each person photograph uh, differently so what you want to do you definitely uh, want to try different light settings uh, you want to switch lights back and forth um, also you want to make sure that the person is constantly moving and you as a photographer you're looking after those different angles and you looking for um, you know different um, movements to, to find those kind of best angles uh, for the person. Again, this is not something which there's certain rules which you have to follow. Um, each person is um, different. You have to work with each individual differently and, and you have to find the best angles for the particular person. And this is also takes time. Uh, you have to find it uh, yourself, that's why you want to make sure you work you have the time to to, to do that but uh, the, the, there's two principles as I said leaning forward this is the one thing and the second thing is the uh, position of the head and the face expression um, I just want to also recommend um, fantastic book by Vanessa Van Edwards and she talks lots about uh, the, the body language she talks a lot of about the face expressions um, and I highly recommended this book because that also helps you to uh, pose your pose your um, clients because there's there's a lot of interesting things which he, she talks about and you can definitely implement them into your photography uh, shoots. So that would be I think all of it. Um, so the next question came from Liana. In a time where everybody wants more, I want to know: Do you do a whole session just for one picture, or do you give your client more angles? 
um, and she talks a little bit about how she does it. Um, well, depends on the shoot. You definitely want to sell more. Um, depends what the shoot is for. Um, there are some people who are looking only for one photo. Um, there are people who are wants more. Um, so my packages, they're designed so everything starts with one image. And if anyone wants more, uh, then we can definitely give them more so usually what i do um i interview the client before we do like a plan i i just want to know more what they're looking for what they need and then based on that we can basically customize uh the package um and um and um yeah just 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 make it work but most of the time uh, this is the starting point um of course as i said um everything comes down to the client need uh there's some clients who for example they want three different let's say outfits or um sometimes they want also like different hairstyles there's 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 you know every client is different and it's very difficult to say that oh well i'm just doing this and that's it um i my approach is more i just want to know more from the client first what they need and then based on that we actually go from there and we build the package so the next question is from bob do you always mirror and adjust your lights manually for the effect you're looking for or do you use ttl so um everything what i do and all my shoots are manually i basically don't trust my camera um and ttl it's, it's good for stuff like weddings where you have to you know just just work quick you're changing um let's say places locations and you don't really have time to play with you know kind of manual settings with the uh, headshots is a completely different story you can uh, set it up everything manually and have a full control over what you're doing so um i don't ever i don't ever use ttl everything is manual manual um settings um, and i feel that i have way more control over this and whenever i set it up i don't have to worry that you know the camera might get tricked by uh, some light or something and um, I'm not I don't know what I'm getting so um, I know it's gonna sound crazy but I don't tr even the cameras are so good nowadays I don't really trust them I want to make sure I have a full control on um, all the settings so the next question came from Scott to use a strict measurement or some other way like a string or what to place your light stands um, no I don't um, and I think I addressed this uh, a few minutes ago um each client is different each location is different and i have just in mind basic i would say rules which i follow but other than that um i, I adjust the lights accordingly throughout the shoot i'm trying to find uh, the best um, angles of the light how i actually uh, position them um the simple rules they they 45 degrees uh towards the person um and then on the opposite side there's a this is for the main light and for the kicker light is the same thing as opposites 45 degrees uh, on the on the on the side on the back of the person to get nice separation from the background and um, they about um, one to two meters away and this is as I said my starting point um, but I don't use any specific measurement uh, how exactly there's a lot of stuff which you can edit later on and um, you know if this is not perfect then you can still fix some of those stuff but i'm not that kind of particular uh when it comes to the measurement um the lights 
there in the position and then I'm trying to kind of work with them throughout the shoot. So the next question came from Gerald. Do you post-process your photos yourself or do you use post-processing service? So uh, that would be a long discussion um, about this. Um, I know there's two ways. One one ways you can use, um, I would say, retouching service or you can um, retouch yourself. So I personally retouch my images myself for a couple of reasons. Um, one of them, um, I don't want to say I don't trust retouchers, um, but um, I felt that uh, whenever I basically use retouching uh, services, those images were not mine and um, you know the retouchers kind of implement their own style um, into them. So I want to make sure um, you know my images are consistent um, and they pretty much have the kind of own style of retouching. So this is the tricky part because if you have someone who retouches the, those sh shots for you and they got busy um, or they got expensive um, you off the hook you have to find someone who can do similar work um, for you and um, I found this was a little bit inconvenient for me because you know I was living in this kind of bubble of um, not knowing what might bring to the next day um, especially with retouchers nowadays. Um, I, I know there are some companies which do amazing jobs, but they're also very expensive and that price would have to go into the client. And, and, and with nowadays economy, I found this is, might be a little bit tricky. Uh, on the top of that, um, I, as I said, like you have to have someone who you can really, really trust. Plus, um, you know, depends what the rules you have when it comes to dealing with client. If you promise the client that the images they will be ready in a few days and they're not, you know, that's going to reflect your business. Uh, so this is another part which I always terrified me when it comes to the retouching. Um, so I've decided um, that I will learn retouching myself and I'm going to be doing this whole thing by myself. And there's several benefits um, from it. First of all, you're becoming a better shooter uh, because you know what you have to do uh, in, in, in retouching. So, so your eye getting better, um, you can avoid a lot of those issues uh, when it comes to the final images because you, throughout a shoot, you know exactly what you're getting. And if there's something which you already see because you've done those mistakes before and you have to retouch them and spend a lot of time, then you become more, um, I would say, focused on what you're shooting and how you shoot. And, and if there's anything which can be addressed or changed or fixed, um, you can do this right away throughout a shoot. Uh, on the top of that, again, this is another beneficial thing. Um, you can retouch the images and you can tell the client, okay, I will do it in the next three days. And um, you kind of know your schedule and you know uh, how much work you have to do in order to retouch them. And the more you retouch, uh, retouching you do, uh, the fastest also, you, you retouch those images faster. So, so it's not as a, it's not a huge problem nowadays for me. I know it used to be, but with the time I, I've learned how to manage this whole thing. So I, I'm kind of happy and I'm really proud that I've decided to go that path. 
because uh, this is something which um, changed my photography. Um, I also, as I said, become a way better photographer because of retouching. And also, I deeply believe that um, even if you if you so overwhelmed, then you can definitely send uh, your images to uh, retouching services. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think you also have to know how to retouch the images because then you also know what to ask for, what you're looking for, um, what's your style and what you're going after. So this is something which, in my opinion, is a huge part of uh, our uh, journey and this is a big part of photography and I deeply believe that every photographer, even if you don't retouch yourself, if you don't retouch your images yourself, you still have to uh, learn how to do it to understand this entire process from completely uh, different perspective. So that was the last question. I hope I answered them properly. If there's anything else uh, you guys would like to address or add to what I have said, uh, please feel free to contact me. Um, shoot me a message and I'll try to, um, you know, answer you those questions in more uh, specifics and with more uh, details. So um, I'm not gonna brag anymore. Um, I hope that gave you the answers you guys were looking for. Uh, thank you for sending those questions. I really appreciate that. Um, and again, thank you for watching. Stay tuned and I'll be in touch with you guys um, in the next few days. Bye-bye.